Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today's episode, I have brought some of my fellow playtesters, and we are here to talk about the ATP World Tour Finals. I have Brittany and Jay with me. Welcome. Hello. Yay. So we're really excited to talk about this tournament and the players and all the matchups. But first things first, I kind of wanted them to give a bit of an intro into how they got started in tennis and how they ended up at Tennis Warehouse. So we'll start with Brittany. Yeah. So I grew up in a very athletic athletic, competitive family, um, playing sports my whole life. Uh, my parents, uh, my mom played tennis and my dad played football um, up in college. And so I played uh, starting in juniors, uh, you know, about the same time as you, young, and played the junior circuit and then <laughs> got lucky enough to get a, um, a scholarship to play at Cal Poly, which is in San Luis Obispo. And then wasn't sure really what I wanted to do with my life after college and uh, went to Europe and had fun and kind of played on the ITF tour for a couple of weeks and then decided that, um, you know, I kind of wanted a real job and came back. And luckily with the connections at Cal Poly um, and my coach there, I got a interview here at Tennis Warehouse and that was nine years ago. <laughs> so crazy. I'm still here and loving what I do, loving, you know, playing tennis every day and trying out new products and hanging out with all you guys. Yeah. And Britt's the one that keeps us organized and makes sure those play tests get out to you guys. So she's she's really well organized and we need that in our department. <laughs> I keep everyone on a on a nice schedule, whether they like it or not. Exactly. Hurting like cats with us. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Jay, what's your story? Um, you know, I didn't come from a very athletic family, <laughs> uh, but we still played, I mean, I still played a little bit of tennis growing up. I luckily I had buddies and friends that were all really into sports, uh, but yeah, didn't really have pro lessons or anything like that. Just play for fun. <laughs> and, uh, in high school, I played on the tennis team all four years varsity. Thank you. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, and unlike most of the other play testers, I didn't play uh, in college. You know, I'm not as good as them, so I like to call myself I'm the people's play tester. Uh, I like to represent the, <laughs> the 4.0 guy out there. Uh, but yeah, after college at Cal Poly, I started at T-Dub, and I had a variety of different jobs, but now I've uh, done social media for Tennis Warehouse for the last few years now, and I also get to play test and hang out with you guys and and yeah, our office is pretty fun. We love tennis. We watch tennis. We talk tennis. And yeah, so <laughs> it's pretty tennis. cool. Yeah. Yeah. We geek out on all of the things. And that's what brings us here. Uh, we're going to talk about the ATP finals. And we've been waiting to see who would make it to the final eight. And we've got the two groups set. So we have the Agassi group, which is Rafa, Daniel Medvedev, Stefano Sissipas, and Alex Zverev. And then the Beyond Board group, which features Djokovic, Roger, Team, and then Berrettini. Uh, can we clarify it's Roger Federer in case people are <laughs> confused that which Roger has made it to? The Roger who needs no <laughs> last, last name. name. <laughs> I wish I just said the goat. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's a whole other podcast, Michelle. Yeah. Uh, maybe we... 
you can explain just like the basic breakdown of ATP finals, the the format. Yeah, format, yeah. Yeah, so it's a little different than that next gen. It's a little more traditional. So we've got a round robin format. Each player will play three matches and from there they earn their two players from each section will get into the semifinals and that will lead to a final. And I think Britt did a little uh, research too. It's two out of three, not three two out of five. Three sets, yeah, kind of indoors kind of brings indoors a whole different element yeah. yeah so it probably should be a bit of a faster court and some decent prize money right on right. the line and some points yes lot lot riding on this uh final tournament of the season yes and if there is an undefeated champion not only do they get extra money they also get extra points so 1500 atp points to anyone that wins undefeated so that will be a feat in itself does that ever happen do we know sure it's happened someone going on <laughs> undefeated probably roger in his Was prime very last right. year? didn't he go undefeated did he go undefeated i don't know Someone fact, fact check. checked us. <laughs> We're hiring fact checkers. Yeah. <laughs> if you're interested out there. If you hear typing, it's Brittany <laughs> typing, she's, Googling right she's now. She's always fact checking us. <laughs> let's look at this Agassi group here. Yeah, let's start there. Rafa, Medvedev, Sisipas, Verov, the one, four, six, and seven seed. I mean, who stands out for me would be Rafa and Medvedev. Medvedev, hottest player on tour. So finishing hot, the second half of the season really, really strong. Made the last uh, six out of the last seven finals or tournaments he's played. And then of those six finals, he won three of them. Took Rafa to five at the U.S. Open. Yeah. So. He's a contender. Yeah. He's coming in hot. And then there's my boy Rafa. There's your boy Rafa. Who? He's, he, he's, he's hurt a little bit, right, Britt? Yeah, yeah. He's coming off the um, withdrawing in Paris for a ab injury. Okay. Um, and I know he announced today that he still plans on trying to compete. So that's why he's in there. And I think there's a lot on the line for him right now. So I think he wants to compete and get that year-end number one and that um, World Tour Final trophy that he has not raised as of this year. So I think he's he has some motivation there to, to play and do well. He's also clearly the oldest one in that grouping, so <laughs> I do yeah. have to bring that up. <laughs> yep, the rest, he's uh, him, and he's chaperoning the other kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got the experience, guys. Yeah, but historically, Rafa doesn't do well indoors, doesn't do well at the ATP Tour Finals for him. I mean, yeah, he's, he's made well. the finals <laughs> yeah. in 2010, 2013, and that's his best result. So here's hoping that uh, he breaks that curse and, and finally picks up an ATP Final trophy. And Zverev is defending champion. Yeah, a lot of pressure there to um, yeah. to defend this point. So I know he's kind of had an up and down season. So I just don't know what's, what he's going to bring to this final. Hopefully, hopefully some fight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious as well. I feel like he's been a little bit all over the place. We've kind of just been waiting for him to break through and do his thing. But, but what about Michelle, your boy, Sissipas? I know. I know. Sissipas. I feel like as the season's gone on, I've struggled a little bit to support him as much. He hasn't been as consistent. He is showing his age. He's still young. Mm -hmm. He was the first to qualify for the ATP next gen finals. And because he got into this one, he opted out of that. So definitely still working on the full mental, physical, all of the things. Yeah. Just the grind of but I do love Playing him. Pro tournaments, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's not? He's he's, he's awesome. Fun. His it's, his game's fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun group. Doesn't yeah. matter. I yeah. think it's. I think. I mean, both groups are gonna have some great matchups, some upsets for sure. If we go over to the board group, <laughs> it's pretty stacked. Yeah. I mean, Djokovic, Roger Federer, Dominic Team, 
and Berrettini. Now, Berrettini would be the one that we're like, ooh, like, hmm. one of these is not like the others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's one of the three players that are making their debut appearance at the ATB Finals. And yeah, I mean, Berrettini, what, do he, we know much about him? He's semifinal at Shanghai, semifinal at US Open. So he's kind of hot right now at the end of the year, you know, building on that success. But I think he might get one upset in there. I mean, I, I think he might throw one in there. Yeah. You know, he has nothing to lose, you know, go he, out there and swing for the fences. If I'm not incorrect, I think he beat Zverev in the first round of Rome this year, which was kind of when he kind of came on my radar because I was like, oh, OK, I guess he's Who pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Who are the other two that are making their debuts, Jay? Uh, the other two would be uh, Medvedev mm-hmm. and Tsitsipas. Okay, that's what I assumed. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Team is always dangerous, I think. Yeah, such a big game. Huge forehand, backhand. So definitely always dangerous when he's playing. If he's on, he can definitely play guys off the court. Yeah, he's played the World Tour Finals a couple times now. So, you know, he's no longer the young gun. So he's kind of in the middle there. But yeah. I think, you know, you can never count him out. No. Roger Federer, let's let's chat about him. He played Basel, won Basel, and then pulled out of Paris just to kind of make sure he was ready to go for London. There's nothing to do with his age, right? <laughs> no. He just wants to relax. <laughs> he doesn't, Keep you know. Fresh. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, we should all be looking to him on yeah, ways to this relax. Is true. <laughs> um, I think he will do quite well personally. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think him and Djokovic are getting out of that group. Beat. Yeah. I think both of them are tough right now and playing good tennis. So, yeah. Djokovic, five time champion here. Federer, six time champion. That's crazy. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's tough to pick against those two guys and just how consistent they are. Yeah. And I think if we're all picking the same, we have the top four players advancing <laughs> to the semifinals. Yeah. Not yeah, very exciting, <laughs> but man, they are playing strong right now. Yeah, they're. If Rafa can stay healthy, I think. Yeah, that would be important. He's still got, he's got a few days to be ready to go. Yeah. Do we want to make any bold predictions? Who's your pick to win it all? My pick would be a dark horse pick. I'm going to go with Medvedev. I'm okay. going to go with the hottest guy on tour. He's got the game to disrupt and to beat any of these guys. So, yeah, my pick's Medvedev. I'm going to go less exciting. I think Djokovic has it this year. Uh, he just won Paris. Just won Paris. He's, you know, he has that confidence behind him. He lost to Zverev last year in the final, so I think he's kind of wanting a little revenge, revenge this yeah. year. And I think he wants that number one spot back. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> I think I think he's going to be playing to win. I am going to go with the heart and pick with Roger Federer. <laughs> no. Shocker. Spoiler. Yeah. Spoiler alert. I'm picking Roger to win. She's picking Roger. It's funny. Everyone likes to say he's had a rough year. He's still had a great year. <laughs> he's still winning and he's still doing so and looks great. He hasn't been injured. Um, we're not seeing anything too bad with injuries and he should be fresh after taking last week off. And why not finish the year off with a, a strong win for Roger? <laughs> That's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not a bad pick. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. So since we have you guys all here listening, we wanted to wrap up also the WTA World Tour Finals. That tournament sort of just caught me by surprise. Um, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I didn't realize we were that close to being the end of the year. So let's chat a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, well, let's talk about the champion. Yeah. It was a Barty party. <laughs> she came to party. Yeah. For sure. Ashley Barty's here. Yeah. We all love her, I think. Yes. We, she's so nice, so great for the game. But was were we surprised that she won? 
I don't think so. I think she just had a solid year. You know, she was consistent throughout. Yeah. And just first time winning a Grand Slam this year for her at the French. Year. First time being world number one, and then now first time winning the WTA final. So, yeah, she was just a model of consistency for sure. Finished strong this year. Yeah. Mark Boone and Eric and I kind of talked about her in the Next Gen podcast. And we mentioned that she's a little bit underrated because I don't know if people are so serious about her taking the WTA by storm. Yeah. I mean, it's like you always hear about like Osaka. Or you hear about Serena. Mm-hmm. And Andrescu. then Andrescu mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like she is an underrated number one. That's possible. Right. I think that kind of helps her, though. Kind of, you know, she doesn't really have the pressures that Osaka did after she, you know, won her U.S. Open and then Australian Open. Like, she's kind of coming in still uh, under the radar. And, yeah. You know, doesn't have that pressure of being expected to win yet. So I think after this uh, this tournament, it might change for next year. Yeah. 2020 is going to be interesting to see how it unfolds for her, if yeah. she can maintain. Especially bet- in her own home country. Yeah. Australian Australian Open. Open. off. Oh. It's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about a few of the other players that were out at the WTA finals or competing out there. Um, we saw a couple injuries, unfortunately. Naomi Osaka had to pull out. Mm-hmm. Andrescu. Andrescu had to uh, pull out. It's the end of the season, just trying to stay through the whole final final push yeah yeah yeah. that's tough yeah tennis is such a long season yeah it really is you got to really manage and make sure your body's healthy because nba or nfl that you get four five six months off yeah that feels like tennis you get (laughs) maybe six weeks weeks. yeah (laughs) maybe six weeks yeah and then you're back at it it was nice to see though both pluskova and svitolina made it to the final four as well as benchich i don't want to forget her she also had to retire out of her semifinal match but it was nice seeing some players that really have had a solid year kind of continue and finish on a solid tournament i still think svitolina has that potential like she's always a contender for the grand slams just hasn't had that breakthrough so I think you know making it to the finals here maybe she you know gets that one more step to pushing through and maybe getting a grand slam next year yeah my bold prediction I was gonna ask you so (laughs) now you you heard it first (laughs) maybe that gems life is helping her I know I think so it's helping both her and Monfi I think their games have gone up a notch yeah she can be really serious so I I think he's definitely teaching her how to chill out a little bit have a little fun yeah (laughs) Um, Benchich, I have to say, it's really cool seeing her get back to the top of her game. She's dealt with a lot of injuries, and yeah. she kind of dropped off the tour for a year or two year, years. Two years, yeah. She always starts her year really strong, playing with Federer at Hotman Cup, and that always seems to help project her season off to a good start. And this is the first year, I think, in a while she's maintained a really strong season. So good to see her. She's still really young, so yeah, there's still a lot of good coming I think it was fun to see Kennan step in as an alternate. Totally. I've always liked her, and I think she's she had a good year. She had a good singles and doubles. Got yeah. that win with Beth yeah. in doubles. So I think just getting her Shout getting out matches, Beth. <laughs> 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 getting those matches under her belt and that confidence can lead to a, a good twenty twenty for her as well. Yeah, 
for sure. Yeah, young Americans are, they're on the come up for sure. We have a lot of good young players. It's happening. Yeah, let's just chat about that a little bit. 2020, I mean, everyone's been asking for years, where are the Americans? They're here. I mean, we've got Coco Goff. I feel like she's a buzz name. Uh She's continuing to prove herself and continuing to climb the ranks. Yep. And then obviously Kenan, Kenan. who made the WTA finals. She's coming on strong, super young. Andis Mova is one of my favorites. Yeah. What a game. Yeah. She unfortunately was dealing with some personal issues. Her father passed away unexpectedly this summer, so took her out of some tournaments. Um, but I'm sure she'll be back. Yeah. Be back strong for next year. Yeah. She could have some some breakthrough tournaments as well. Yeah. Taylor Townsend's still young. Yeah, and what a fun game to watch. <laughs> like she I think got a lot of fans after the US Open her her chip and charge, serve and volley style was refreshing to see on tour. Something yeah. unique, you know, yeah. mix it up a little bit. Definitely. And if we want to claim North American, then we got to talk about Andrescu. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we can absorb our northern neighbors. <laughs> sure. Then, uh, Does that mean we get Jeannie Bouchard too? Yeah, well, okay, let's hope. I'll we're, take her. Yeah. <laughs> we're hoping for a turnaround in 2020 for sure. Yeah, I think she can only go up, right? Yeah. (laughs) Men's side, still, we got some strong players there, too. Yeah. One of my favorites, Tiafo. I think can always bring a smile to anyone's face. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) He's got some fun matches and fun game. We've got a lot of uh, 20-somethings on the American side, too. So I'm looking at the top 100 women right now, and Lauren Davis, Jen Brady. There's a lot. uh, Danielle Collins. A lot of ladies that are Yeah, doing we well. haven't talked much Sloan about Danielle Collins. Last year was the year of Danielle Collins. Yeah. So let's hope next year, even years. <laughs> I think another young one is uh, Coco's doubles partner. Yes, yeah. Katie. Katie McNally. Katie McNally. I think I like she, her. you know, they're a fun doubles team together to watch. And I think they could do some fun stuff, you know, singles and doubles kind of. Bring back the doubles to the women's side. Yeah, they're fun. Britt kind of gave hers away already, but I was going to ask these guys what their bold predictions for 2020 will be. It can be any bold prediction, something you might think will change with the sport or the game or a tournament, or it could be someone winning a Grand Slam that you didn't expect. Hmm. I sprung it on them. I didn't give them time to prepare. Let's fix I guess. I already already have that locked in. I mean, like, you could even say that Jem's life, they're going to get married or they're going to (laughs) break up. (laughs) They might be up and down again next year. We never know. Uh, I don't know who, but I'm going to say one of the new up-and-coming ATP guys is going to win a slam this year. And I'm going to, well, I'll, I'll lean Medvedev. I think he'll win okay. his first slam this yeah. year. The way he's going, I don't, I don't see how he cannot. He, he can put it together and for seven matches. And Do you think Rafa's going to pass Roger in the... Oh, this Grand is big, yeah. Oh, shoot. Okay, actually, if we really want to talk something. see, Yeah, 2020 is an Olympic year. So I know I've personally been saying this is when a lot of the older players are going to be dropping off the tour. They're, they're trying to make it to that one last Olympics. Yeah. So I know. bold prediction, Roger will not retire in 2020. Will he win that Olympic gold? I think that's what he's shooting for. I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I kind of hope so. I, I hope yeah. that round out his career i'd be happy obviously i think a lot of us would be happy to see that the olympics can be so interesting though because i feel like sometimes dark horses win those gold medals mm-hmm. and monica Puig <laughs> yeah. last time 
So I don't know. But I could see someone like Venus Williams deciding to be done after 2020. The season's over for her, maybe after the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. Or I don't know. Anyone else that we think would call it quits? Brian Brothers? Brian Brothers? You know, I don't know. They, they they still have a lot of fun. Yeah. They have a lot of fun. They play dubs. And they, yeah. They bring their families with them. Yeah. For, so it's easy for them to just keep it going and. We love seeing the Bryans out, out there. Yeah. Will Murray continue next year? Ooh, that's a that's, good question. Yeah. I want to say, you know, he, yeah. he's grinding. I, yeah. I just don't know if the body's going to keep I him know. out there. Yeah, just thinking about that makes my hip hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're rooting for you, Murray. You got it. Hang in there. <laughs> yeah. Serena, she's going to keep grinding? I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. Sharapova? She is someone I can see calling it after this year. Yeah. she's She has so much other stuff going on. She does. And her ranking has dropped a bit. She's had a great career. Oh, for sure. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> she has nothing to be ashamed about. But yeah, we haven't been seeing her in many of the tournaments anymore. Yeah. Wait, did you make your prediction, Michelle? No. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, I don't know what my bold prediction would be. Okay, I got another. About, I got another bold prediction. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. I'm sorry, Jay. You're gonna say it, aren't you? <laughs> you don't even know what I'm gonna say. You're gonna talk about Rafa? French Open and Rafa's not gonna win it. I think you? team's gonna beat him. Oh, he, I mean, he's do. He's he's chipped away at it. It's gonna depend. I think if Rafa's fighting to break that, if he wins Australian and then. To break that Grand Slam tie with Roger, he might be there, but I don't know. Ugh, I think we're putting it's time. quarters on this. Okay. <laughs> Which, for those that don't know, uh, our office is a little bit competitive. A bunch of uh, ex college tennis players and just competitive uh, overall people. competitive just people. <laughs> so we everything. like to bet quarters. It's hopefully not illegal, but on <laughs> matches. I mean, we'll even bet like a quarter on if the next serve is going to be an ace or not. So we're putting quarters on this one. I got Rafa winning it. Brittany I, is saying team. I, can I put anyone but Rafa? <laughs> That's a good bet. I'll take Rafa if you'll take the field. Fair. Wow. Okay. I will take that bet. We're going to document this and remember in a couple <laughs> months to come back to this episode. <laughs> I will take the king of clay. All right. I'll take a, a fresh face. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The bet is set. Quarters well, are in we'll come place. Back. We'll come back in, in May for the, <laughs> we the champion do, yeah. to gloat. <laughs> what do we think about Kyrgios going into 2020? I don't know. I feel like we need to talk about him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really hope he puts it together. Yeah. He is so fun to watch. Yeah, I think he's great for the game when he gets it all together. So I just I hope he does. But mentally, I know. Can he can he do it for an entire tournament? Two um, weeks. Yeah, I know. Uh, Haley Carter actually, her bold prediction was that he would win a slam this year or in, she, in his career. From the date of her podcast, got a full year. <laughs> okay. 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 So I will see. Uh, he has the potential. Mm -hmm. I think he. It's like Jay said, that mental to keep it for two weeks is a lot. A lot, especially maybe in Olympics. Maybe that's his. Oh, uh, yeah, he does like a team atmosphere. You know, that could be a another bold prediction. Bold prediction. <laughs> yeah, I. Hey, we could take, make bold predictions on Olympics. Also, that will probably be a fun episode to record. So TBD. <laughs> yep. I kind of had a prediction that it's not the most positive thing, but I feel like there's a, gonna be a top player. That kind of pulls a retirement just because they can't handle the pressure. Whoa, whoa, I whoa! Know. What? 
I, I don't know. I, I'm starting to see a lot of these young players just kind of not handle pressure well. And they're talking about how it's not fun. And as we've seen with Miss Barty, she has gone away from the tour and kind of found something to spark a little more passion. And then she came back to the tour and it's really benefited her and her, mm-hmm. I think, her mindset. So I wonder if one of the young ones might take a break. Osaka seems to struggle a lot yeah. mentally, and yeah. I worry about her. <laughs> but speaking of coming back to the tour, oh, Kim Clijsters. Oh, you me to it. I was going to say, Kim we're going to go on the other way. So really excited for that. But so I know you, you guys were kind of a little torn on on how she's going to do. and uh, It's bittersweet because... I think all of us love her so much. Yeah, and so 100%. I want her to do well. Yeah. And I, if she comes back, I wanted her to do well. But at the same time, she's been gone from the game for so long. So it's like, what does that say for the rest of the women's field if she comes back and starts dominating? So yeah. it's it's tough for me. I want her I want her to do well, but I also want the rest of the women's, you know, field to do well as well. But yeah. I think I just read that she has delayed it. Um, yeah no longer a January comeback, maybe a little bit further down into 2020. So she'll probably be ready for the Olympics. Yeah, probably Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, unfortunate that she's not coming back at the beginning of 2020, but I'm pretty sure she's my age. And your body just doesn't perform the same and it's harder to deal with injuries and she's got kids she's running around after and like she's just balancing and juggling a lot. So as much... As it would be amazing for her to come back and do really well. It will be interesting to see yeah. how she stacks up. I just don't know. Yeah. Looking forward to 2020. Lots of fun things yeah. happening. So we gave you so many previews. Not only the ATP finals, but all of the things. I think oh. we covered everything. Yeah, And this is just like, this is a day in the life of us anyways. <laughs> we talk this stuff all this the time. Pretty much our office right here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were uh, pretty spoiled. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to wrap this episode up with a few questions from our audience. First things first, this is a gear question. How much difference can a string actually make in your game? Huge. I think that's, it's like the motor of a car. You know, how much can a motor do to a car? Totally. You can go from natural gut that's super arm friendly and really, really powerful. And then to really like, Chris really likes dead strings. And then you string that up and then at a higher tension, all of a sudden it's a, totally different racket so i think it yeah totally I think, changes and your game. the thing is I, there's a lot of options out there so it can be confusing and there's a lot you know to look at mm-hmm. you know i think i'm still trying to find like my ideal string setup i was just on a gut poly hybrid and i was like i haven't had this experience before so now i'm kind of leaning towards that way but i think players just need to keep looking and kind of honestly keep tweaking you know even you're moving your tension up and down like I in college I was in the 60s um, for my tension and now I'm in the low 50s yeah I feel like I'm dropping every every month so it is yeah really important part for sure I think that's something that's important we're spoiled as we mentioned so we are able to test a lot of strings and cut our strings out and we don't really feel guilty about that but it's something we would like to encourage you guys to, if you don't like your string setup or if your racket doesn't feel right, change it up. Try a hybrid. Try a gut hybrid. Try a multi-hybrid. Try try everything. There's even polyhybrids now. So give it a go and change up the tension and all that. And we're always happy to answer any questions. So feel free to shoot those questions to us also. 
another question I had for you guys. You're giggling already. (laughs) (laughs) What is your best advice for playing mixed doubles with your spouse? Oh, Oh, this is a good one for me because I don't play doubles. Yeah. That's your advice. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) I've tried to get him to play doubles with me for how many years? But um, I think not just your spouse, but, you know, any partner in general, it's completely different. Most of the time I've been playing singles. And so you're used to only being the only person out there. And just for me, I found success um, in doubles, just kind of being even balanced, like just going out there and, you know, supporting your partner and really just having fun, I think is, (laughs) is really the big one. And you both want to be out there having fun and we're all competitive here. So whenever we get out and play doubles on the court, minus Jay, uh, you know, we're all shout out all the singles people. (laughs) I only play singles. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just think that like, I like to say I'm always like the equalizer. Like a lot of my partners can be really high energy, really (laughs) low energy. And I like to kind of be the middle ground and go out there and, you know, be consistent. And if so, they're a little too high, you kind of be real more relaxed. Yep. If they're a little too low, you bring them up. Yeah. 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 Britt's actually really good at that because she's the other half of Team Blonde and I can be up and down. So she's like in the middle, nice and steady, always like, good job, smiling. <laughs> yeah. But, but I think it's it's also good to have that balance because yeah. you don't want to have two, I don't know, even people there as well. Totally. You know, you can bring the energy for me and, you know, you're the one hitting the winners and I'm the one just getting <laughs> steady, every ball steady. back. So we're kind of we're kind of the perfect match. It works. It definitely Sorry, Jay. works. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Despite Jay's refusal of playing doubles, he is a great he's great at the net and he's great at dingles, which is essentially doubles. So And pickleball. I know we're pickleball. pickleball, but he's a great pickleball doubles player. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean if we could play just two back. <laughs> yeah, if people like playing two back, come find me. <laughs> On both serve and return, yeah. I might add. <laughs> yeah. And we've done it, and it's been effective, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen Rafa do it. Yeah. It works for Rafa. Right. <laughs> Now let's wrap things up. I wanted you guys to give a bit of a gear check on what your current gear of choice is. And then if you have any sneak peeks of stuff that's coming that you're really excited about. Yeah, I am still using the Yonix E-Zone 100. Um, I've used that pretty much model for the last three or four generations. So that's kind of been my niche stick going from a pure drive in college. It has maybe a little bit more control, mm-hmm. good, better balance for me. And I've just really enjoyed it. So I guess I'm excited that there's a potential update in early 2020. So I'm anxiously waiting for any sort of sample or prototype to come in. So I'm hoping soon. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. (laughs) As far as string, I think I mentioned I'm kind of really digging this vocal hybrid that I just play tested. I'm going to start experimenting more with um, the natural gut poly hybrids because I think it really brings out the best in my racket and gives me a good combination of everything I needed from a string. And then for shoes, it's been an interesting year for me. I mm-hmm. haven't loved a pair of shoes. So I think I'm still at like the ASIC Solution Speed FFs, mm-hmm. kind of like my go-to shoe if I had to go play a tournament. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that's getting me excited for 2020 shoes. I've kind of been hearing a lot of rumors and stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what comes out in 2020. And yeah update my shoes <laughs> definitely <laughs> let's see for me well <laughs> rackets i'm kind of a yeah what's your racket of choice right now Jay? yeah see, you that's out. so 
on the website <laughs> officially it is the Project One Seven. Yeah, okay. I love that racket, and the I still do generation. the previous second generation one. I like the third one as well, but just to like the Project One Seven version a little bit better. But man, I I feel like when I'm going down there and I'm not playtesting a racket, I kind of gravitate toward. The Clash. Uh, oh, snap. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah, it's such an interesting feeling racket. And I, I feel like it's this is the Clash 100, not the 98. It's just really maneuverable. I can get a lot of uh, spin on my shots. I'd say the only thing is that it lacks a little weight. And I don't necessarily can hit the most powerful shots with it, but I love the way it feels. So You customized it a little bit, mm-hmm. though? Yeah, I, got, I put a little bit of lead tape in the handle underneath the grip and then a little bit at three and nine nice um and then uh but a racket that i'm really enjoying and will continue to play test is the head new head gravity tour right that just came to the states i know europe had it for a while now but really love that racket it does everything well great feel so yeah i like that one a lot as well for strings i still really enjoy the yellow jacket Nice. Uh, from Signum Pro. I think that's a really great string. Uh, it's a little bit more lively than a Luxalon Big Banger. And it's under 10 bucks a set. That's so, a good deal. A really good deal. I great name. Great name. <laughs> great Whoever name. named it is a genius. <laughs> Smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> so really love that string. And then for shoes, uh, I love the K-Swiss uh, shoe, the Ultra Shot. Ultra Shot. Yep. Yeah, that's really improved. Uh, we just finished playtesting that new Vapor 10 Knit. Yes. Uh, which I think we were all on. We were, yeah. yeah. We had a... Uh, <laughs> uh, co-ed, co-ed review. That's what we would call it, co-ed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit narrow fitting for me through the midfoot, but just the performance of it. If you don't have a narrow foot, then yeah, everything else about it is awesome. Super stable, super supportive. Traction is, I think, a little bit on the slicker side. Mm-hmm. So it's fun, at least for me. I'm still attempting. trying to slide, <laughs> attempting to slide a little bit. And so that makes it fun. Yeah, that video should be up in a week or so. so yeah. That would be good for everyone. Yeah, stay tuned. It was a good play test, I think, for all of us. We yeah. really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then for 2020, what's coming up that's going to be... Oh, there's a few Prince rackets that we're kind of testing now. Mm-hmm. Brittany's kind of giving me the weird eye like, hey, I'm not <laughs> supposed to be talking about it, but hey, we're talking about it. <laughs> um, yeah, there's new Phantoms coming out, and they're pretty nice. There's some, Yeah, there's there's some cool ones. It's Yeah, lots of options in those Phantoms. So I think, I know, shout out to the message boarders. They've been asking for quite some time now so they're coming guys i promise uh we'll probably be able to give a little bit more information next month and uh look out for those so those are exciting and yeah there's a bunch of different models so i think there's something for everyone i'm gonna give a quick shout out to a shoe that's coming i'm not even gonna look at Britt because i don't want her just to be like don't say anything but there's the new nike vapor cage coming soon we haven't gotten any, so we haven't even worn them. And we've been asking, I promise. Yes. We're trying to get our samples as soon as possible, guys. That's supposed to launch mid-December will be your first chance at those. They look sick. Yeah. Can you? Can we talk about more about it, or is that it? I guess we, as long as we don't show pictures, and you can't show pictures on a podcast. <laughs> so, Michelle, what's what's the deal with so the vapor game. cage? 
The Beaver Cage, it's a tale of two shoes, <laughs> one could say. Yes. Maybe that's all I should say, but... I think they can guess which two shoes I, those yeah, are. I can, I, I, I'm leaving it up to you guys to figure it out from there. It looks amazing. Yeah, the yeah there's looks... been some pro players um, that have been testing it the last couple months, either in practice or maybe like a kind of blacked out version on court, so... I think it has some good traction behind it. Yeah. Hey. No pun intended. <laughs> and um, I was a huge fan of the Cage 3s. I'm excited for this update. Nike's done a good job of making sure that this still has a lot of Cage DNA. So it's going to be the durable option. And we'll see. Yeah, I think we're all really excited for it. Yeah. Kind of best of both worlds, maybe. Yeah. So. Oh, and one more sneak peek on a shoe, just because I love shoes. Chris has talked about them, I think. And he's gotten to wear a sample, lucky sample size. Yeah. But the Asics Gel mm-hmm. Res 8 is finally. finally coming. We've waited over three years. I feel like it's been a while. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's going to be really, really exciting. Yeah. yeah, I think it's just been such a strong shoe for so long. I know really popular for college players, just a really support, stability, durable shoe that yeah. offers great cushioning. So he's been saying some good things about it. So I think all of us are... We're jealous. We haven't gotten our yet. We're slightly jealous, <laughs> especially Jason. Yeah, Asics. <laughs> If you're listening, still haven't got to try the court FF2. <laughs> Poor Jay. He's like the yeah. only one who hasn't tried that shoe. <laughs> I think there's a place I know that has them. You could buy one. Yes. Uh, I'll have to look into it. But yeah, I hear really, really good things about that shoe. Well, on that note, we will wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have any questions, whether it's about your gear, string setups, new shoes, where you can find certain gear, feel free to let us know. You can email us at podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. If you have any ideas or people you want to hear on the next podcast, feel free to let us know that as well. Thank you guys so much for joining. That was super fun. Yeah, that was fun. And until next time, happy hitting. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode of Talk Tennis. Want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review, and let your friends know about Talk Tennis if you're enjoying these episodes. Also wanted to give you guys a little incentive to win some free tennis swag from the Tennis Warehouse Playtesters. We have some of our favorite gear we're happy to give away. Simply subscribe, rate, and review, and then let us know by putting your Instagram handle in your review or send us an email with a screenshot of your review to podcast at tennis warehouse.com and that's it you'll be entered to win some free tennis swag thanks so much for listening until next time happy hitting